Think back two weeks ago. Seems like such a long time ago, doesn't it? I mean, before all of our daily routines were just upended. Like many of you, I'm working remotely now, recording this podcast from my house. And like many of you, the coronavirus is what's on my mind. I get it. We're all worried about our health and the health of our loved ones. What about your job? What about the economy? There's a lot of fear not knowing what the future has in store. Uncertainty about when life can and if it will actually go back to being normal. I believe that life will get back to normal, and we can all do our part in making that happen by helping to flatten the curve and just staying home as much as possible. Because this certainly isn't the same as epidemics and pandemics of the past. Technology isn't the same either. And while modern tech is being used to fight the spread of the coronavirus, there are trolls, scammers, and other cyber criminals. You know, they're out there too, and they're trying to use the pandemic and your fears to take advantage of you. I'm Kim Commando, and this is Commando On Demand. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on with the coronavirus and the internet, things you need to watch out for. Also, we're going to talk about how you can pick up those boxes that Amazon delivers. Just don't go and pick up the box and then say, put your hands on your face. That's crazy. Before we get to all that, a quick message from one of our sponsors who makes these podcasts possible. The coronavirus is all on our minds, and it's really just sickening the lengths that some of these scumbags will go to steal your data and try to drain your bank accounts. Over the past few days, police departments around the country have been warning residents to watch out for phone scams about the coronavirus. I know it's hard to believe the scammers are still in session. In one of those calls, the person will claim to be calling from the CDC and say something like, hey, great news, there's a vaccine for COVID-19. Just give us your social security number and credit card details and we'll reserve a dose for you. Sickos. And if you turn over your data, you just open the door for identity theft, as if we all didn't have enough to worry about. In another variation of the call, they're going to take the panic level a step further by pretending to be a nurse who's following up on test results. This time, it's bad news. They say you've tested positive for COVID-19. Give up your credit card info so we can ship you some antibiotics. They are creative, aren't they? Which, by the way, antibiotics aren't even used to treat the condition. And while testing is underway, there's still no solid vaccine breakthroughs. If you do get a call like that, don't let fear take over. You just want to hang up. And if you have any older members in your family, make sure that you warn them too. It's not just phone calls either. I mean, we're talking about text messages. Yup, trolls are using text messages to spread hoaxes about how the government plans to invoke martial law. The text cites something called the Stafford Act, saying it was activated to enable a two-week mandatory quarantine for all Americans. It says martial law will go into effect and that the military will be patrolling cities to enforce stay-at-home orders. Now, to make matters worse, it says to prepare for the quarantine by stocking up on two weeks of food and other necessities. Kind of like the panic buying of all the toilet paper. And it looks real enough that it's been spreading like wildfire. One of my friends even forwarded to me and said, Hey, Kim, case you didn't hear, watch out for this. Okay, it's not in any way true. Yes, the Stafford Act is real. And it was activated by the president when he declared a national emergency. But all it does is give states easier access to resources during a disaster. There is no provision for a mandatory quarantine. You're just being asked to stay at home whenever possible. 
Even the president's National Security Council has chimed in on the hoax to say it's not true. And that's why it's really important to verify information before just blindly forwarding it on, whether it's just a text message or those viral social media posts. And to make sure you're only getting your information from truly reliable sources. Now, no one can say for sure how long we're going to be dealing with this pandemic, but trolls who peddle hoaxes and other intentionally misleading misinformation, they never seem to go away, do they? As a matter of fact, when things like this happen, they seem to come out of the woodwork. And now since you're home more often, maybe you're even working from home. And since your kids' schools may be closed, they're probably home too. You stocked up on the groceries and other household staples, but here's something you might not have considered. It's easy to blow past your internet data cap and then rack up extra charges. And now that you and your family are home and constantly connected, what does it mean for your bill? A lot of internet service providers around the country decided to ease some of the burden by temporarily eliminating these data caps, which it's great. But a lot of people are losing their jobs as businesses continue to shut down. That's why the FCC recently announced the Keep Americans Connected pledge on March 16th, which basically asks that for the next 60 days, broadband and telephone service providers keep the service turned on for residential and small business owners, even if they can't pay their bills. The pledge also asks that providers waive any late fees and open Wi-Fi hotspots to any American who needs them during this time. The FCC says that more than 200 companies and associations signed the Keep Americans Connected pledge. That's what it's called, by the way. But don't just assume you're automatically covered. If you think you won't be able to pay your bill, what you want to do is let your ISP know now. Now, there is a reason you should avoid constant Internet use, especially when it comes to streaming and gaming. Since there are so many people home and they're all online, it's putting a huge strain on Internet bandwidth. It's so bad across the Atlantic that the European Union is asking Netflix and other streaming providers to lower the streaming quality from HD to SD to help with all the congestion. So don't be surprised if other governments start asking the same. But speaking of the Internet, we already have the ability to see a doctor from our couch thanks to the rise of telemedicine options over the past few years. And having that option is now more important than ever. Now, there's newer tech that you might not have heard about that's being used to fight the spread of COVID-19. USA Today had a whole report about it. For example, we have AI-equipped thermal cameras on businesses, even here in the U.S., that look for elevated body temperatures to spot people who have a fever. Hotels are using robots to sanitize guest rooms and also common areas. At CES, that's the big consumer electronics show in Las Vegas just two months ago, A medical device resembling something that kind of almost looked like a tricorder from Star Trek was demoed. It's around the size of a computer mouse, if you can picture this. The med wand, that's what it's called, has a camera and diagnostic sensors that doctors can use to listen to your heart and lungs. They're going to measure blood oxygen levels and respiratory rates from anywhere in the world. Amazing technology. Well, now the company that makes this med wand is fast-tracking it through the FDA. But already on the market is the Taito Home Medical Exam Kit. For about 300 bucks, the device can be used for a remote medical exam while you're on a video call with a doctor. And it's being used right now to help treat people who have been quarantined. Now, over on our website at commando.com, you'll find information about 
the impact of the coronavirus when it comes to technology. We've got a lot of details and a lot of information about how telemedicine is being used to keep medical facilities from being overwhelmed. You know, we have so many patients that they can't handle it. And how to find out if your insurance covers it and then where you can actually get tested. But meanwhile, over on social media, if you can wade through all the misleading info, the fake news, the hoaxes and scammers trying to capitalize on the pandemic, you can see the real impact that it's having on people thousands of miles away. In Italy, you have people using music to help make the best of the situation. Some are singing from balconies. Others are taking to social media and using lighthearted humor to ease our anxieties. Social media is also being used to portray a clear and really a heartbreaking peek into the virus's devastating toll. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but in a recent tweet, a man holds his phone's camera up to the front page of a newspaper in a city not far from Milan, Italy. It's dated February 9th, when in Italy, they only had three confirmed cases. He opens the newspaper to the obituary, and it takes up about a page and a half. He then picks up a more recent newspaper, dated over just a month later. It was March 13th. He again goes to the obituary section, which is now 10 full pages. At that point in March, Italy had over 17,000 confirmed cases. You know, at its worst, social media harvests your information. It's filled with information meant to deceive you. Other times, you can see real stories of real people. You can get a glimpse of what's going on or throughout the world. Just this morning, I saw somebody uh, who took a video of two guys playing tennis in Spain. Well, they're playing tennis from balcony to balcony. And we have these portrayals of circumstances that you know, just a few months ago, you couldn't even imagine anything like this ever happening. I, I can't stop thinking that I'm in a movie. I'm in a thriller about a global pandemic and how many lives it's killing. When I see President Trump on the news, it like sometimes I have to shake my head because it, I'm having trouble getting my arms around this. But then it hits me. This is real. This is devastating. This is a disaster. This is a catastrophe. And we all need to do our part. We all need to stay home. We all need to flatten the curve. We need to take a quick break to thank one of our podcast sponsors because they pay the bills and we need to have them on board with us. When we come right back, we're going to talk about how safe are your package deliveries? What's the, what's the best way for you to open those Amazon boxes? And also, I have a really interesting story about video game and how researchers are using what happened in the video game to study COVID-19. And then I've got a crazy story about a TikTok challenge. You know, the kids are doing those. So stay right where you are. So our lives have certainly changed. For example, last week was the first time that I did my national radio show in about eight years without any cameras in the studio producing the show, me, Mike, and Manny. That was it. I was the host, Mike was running the board, and Manny was setting up all the phone calls. Now, this week, it's a little different because I'm not going to the studio. I'm staying at home. 
So we had to figure out the best way to do the show and still allow people to see what's going on because as a Commando community member is that you can actually see us broadcast the show, which by the way, speaking of the community, I made it free for the next 90 days. And so if you've ever wanted to watch or listen to my national radio show, if you have any tech questions, you can put them on our forum. Um, You can do it absolutely free for 90 days. I'm just trying to help out. You can go to getkim.com and during the sign up process, you want to use Kim as your discount code and you'll get those 90 days free. If you want to continue after the 90 days, it's $4.99 a month for the service. So pulling this all together took a lot of time and effort. I have to tell you, when I saw it happening, I was so impressed. I was so jazzed. It was like, wow, something that I know and something that I love is back here. And it was my show. It was the way that I can help all of you. So joining me now is Mike James. Hello there, Michael. Hello, Kim. Wow, so surreal. Uh, You know, you kind of remember those times uh, in your life, the big events. We all know where we were on 9-11. We all know where we were when the Challenger disaster happened. And uh, I think we'll all remember, at least my big changing point was when I came in to work on a regular workday because I need to be here to do a lot of other things. And uh, I came in and I pulled in the parking lot. And when you pull in, you know, there's lines of cars on both sides. And I just pulled in and there was like one car here. And it was like, I think I'll always remember this that way. But it is very surreal. Is. And walk in the halls with nobody here. It's it's crazy. Did you park in my spot? No, I parked right next to your park. I oh. parked next to your spot just in case. Just in case. So pulling this all together, and thank you for all the extra effort, by the way. My pleasure. John and Jeremy, aren't they so smart? They have been instrumental in uh, just to, you know, the people that are hearing our voice right now. They have done everything. It's amazing. And so what was the biggest challenge in figuring all this out? Uh, Well, we had little challenges. And like I said, you know, just uh, pushing the clock, you're watching a countdown timer and a clock on one of the cameras in the studio <laughs> and uh, and then getting the mix minus is set. And we've got a special piece of equipment for your audio and uh, we're recording you as well from home. So it's just a lot of little challenges. So as far as the radio stations are concerned, Michael, we have, it's going to be a normal show for them, right? It's going to be a normal show. The content is certainly going to be different, right? Well, the content of the national show is all coronavirus all the time. Because there's no way that you can talk about, hi, you know, what kind of business should I be starting now on the internet, right? Right. And so, for example, um, we have scheduled the rideshare guide to tell us what's really going on with Uber and Lyft drivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're trying to get some folks on to talk about how the government is collecting this data. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trying to get some cybersecurity experts on to talk about what's really going on with the hackers and behind the scenes. Even though you're going to find this, this is crazy, is that some of these black hat hackers, when they've been approached recently about, you know, they, they drop ransomware demands on hospitals. Mm-hmm. They said that they're going to stop for the next 30 days. They actually said that on the dark web. They said, you know what, we're going to give all the hospitals a break for the next 30 days for any type of ransomware, because we realize you probably have more important things to do right now. How nice. I mean, I guess we should be thankful for that. Not really sure. You should ask the Uber rideshare guy. I uh, have a tenant that is drives for Uber and Lyft. 
And uh, I heard from another friend of mine that uh, that Amazon is hiring drivers, uh, delivery drivers for, you know, the, for Whole Foods. And they're they're like three days behind. Well, you would know better than I. Uh, have you ordered anything from Whole Foods lately? No, I have not. Um, I I made sure that we had a lot of stuff about a week and a half or two weeks ago. Uh, as you know, because I called the meetings of everybody in the studios and the network and said, listen, you know, this is happening. And I have to tell you, the first time that I called John and Jeremy, R., who are top tier IT guys in the universe, they are, is I looked at them, this is probably now maybe three weeks ago or a month ago, and I said, you know, this may become a pandemic and I'm not sure and I'm not one to actually, you know, push the panic button here. And I'm just saying that if we had to work from home, if everybody had to work from home, we need to have a disaster recovery plan. And without telling, and I asked them, I said, you know, don't tell anybody else in the building, right? So just, uh, this is just between me, the CEO, not the host of the show now, me, the CEO, and wanting to keep our business going. And then about two weeks after that, I said, how's our plan? And they had a plan. They knew exactly what we would do. And I think that's why now, with our folks working from home, uh, everything seems to be going pretty well, don't you think? I think it's going great. Yeah, much better than I really expected. I've had some online meetings with some of the guys and uh, training videos and, you know, it's just a whole new new way of doing things. But yeah, no, that uh, advance notice, I think, helped them out a lot. And we had a meeting uh, a couple of days before we really decided to meet from home. I think everybody was really prepared for it. And, uh, you know, as, as bad it is, as it is, it's still working pretty good. Imagine if we tried to do this five years ago. I mean, technology has advanced so far that now we have Google Hangouts and Skype and uh, we're sharing Google Docs and our newsletters. I thought this was really interesting. Our newsletters, you know, sometimes they have like a 12 to 15% open rate. Okay. That means if you send out 100 12 or 15 people will only open it. Now, that's actually not bad, okay? Uh, newsletter that we sent out recently, Allie sent me this email with like big letters in it, and it said the open rate was almost 50%, which tells us that we are really satisfying a need and helping people uh, get through this crisis. I think the podcast numbers are up considerably as well. You know, people are at home, want to know. Well, coming right back, we're going to talk about being at home. We're going to talk about how safe are your package deliveries. And then I've got a crazy story about what kids are doing online. They're calling it the coronavirus challenge. Okay, if you thought the Tide Pods challenge was stupid, wait until you hear about this one. And then I've got a really interesting story about how War of Warcraft is helping some researchers study COVID-19. We're going to get to all of that. But first, a quick message from one of our sponsors who helps make this podcast possible. Hey, welcome back. Now, because we're all staying at home, you're no doubt limiting or stopping your trips to the store. So how can we still order everything online and be safe? Well, there's always Amazon and maybe even your local neighborhood grocery store delivers. But just because you've got the social distancing thing down and you're staying away from brick and mortar stores doesn't mean you're safe from the coronavirus because here's the thing, someone maybe more than one someone, still has touched whatever you have delivered. And this week, 
there was an Amazon employee in Queens, New York, who tested positive for COVID-19. Now, according to the CDC, and I'm going to quote what they say, the novel coronavirus may remain viable for hours, two days, on surfaces made from a variety of material. Okay, that includes boxes. That includes cardboard. In fact, it could potentially survive on cardboard for 24 hours or maybe even two or three days, according to another survey that I saw. So doctors are saying that mail and packages are still a low risk for transmitting the virus, but that doesn't mean you're in the clear. If you don't want to leave your order up for grabs by porch pirates or the clock's ticking on perishable food, you really need to take some precautions. What you want to do is maybe if you can, leave your Amazon boxes outside for a couple of days. And if you do need to pick them up, if you do have rubber gloves, use those or even just plastic trash bags that you could throw away. You want to give all packages and envelopes a once-over with a disinfecting wipe and do the same thing with everything in the box. Clorox wipes or a fresh paper towel using 70% isopropyl alcohol works fine. And whatever you do, don't forget to wash your hands. We've got a lot more on safely handling packages during this coronavirus pandemic over at commando.com, including we have some tips on what happens if you're ordering food in? What's the best way to handle that? Now, for some researchers studying the spread of COVID-19, it shares similarities with another fast-spreading virus from 15 years ago. What? 15 years ago? All right, that older virus wasn't real. But back in 2005, a digital plague of sorts just swept through the popular online game World of Warcraft servers accidentally, and it killed off a number of players' characters. So as the developers tried to stop it, some players took their characters into areas of the game that was impacted, kind of like um, self-isolation. Scientists wrote about what was later dubbed the corrupted blood incident, and now some of that research is being applied to the study of the coronavirus, like the social side of real epidemics. The researchers used the information they compiled to come up with tools so they could model potential reactions to these real-life health emergencies, like this pandemic we're in. How players responded to the incident 15 years ago on discussion boards in some ways is being mirrored today on social media. You know, the way that people react and deal with what's happening, whether that's taken seriously or they're panicking or they're carrying on like it's no big deal. Sometimes video games take place in the future. Sometimes, in some ways, they can predict the future. To stop the plague 15 years ago, World of Warcraft developers, they had to do a drastic move. They had to just reset the entire server. If only it was that simple in real life. And finally, if you haven't heard about a coronavirus-related online challenge that made the rounds on social media, uh, let me sum it up. You have this idiot, 21-year-old girl. She posted a short video on TikTok showing her, I just had to say what it was, showing her licking a toilet seat, supposedly on an airplane, captioned it with the coronavirus challenge. She had a note that she put with this, a uh, video of her licking the toilet seat on the airplane that said, please retweet this so people can know to properly be sanitary on the airplane. Yeah. The video didn't stay limited to TikTok. It got hundreds of thousands of views on Twitter. It went through the mainstream media, 
people say it was stupid stunt and with all the attention. Uh, you might just be asking, did she regret licking the toilet seat on the airplane? Well, let me tell you a little bit about this 21-year-old um, woman. Her name, or at least online, it's Ava Louise. She calls herself an Instagram influencer. And she's got big dreams to hit it big, she says, with a record deal and a reality show about her, quote, messy life. What do you think about that one, Michael? I think I'm probably not going to be looking at TikTok or I'm not certainly not uh, uh, overly interested in TikTok anyway. Well, for some reason, I think she's uh, she may be the next person that we'll see on the Darwin Awards. Right up there for sure. Hey, listen, thanks for joining us. And just a quick reminder, in case you want to uh, listen to my most recent radio show, it's three hours long. Or you want to get, we actually have three months of my shows up online, as well as you can ask me your tech questions in our forum and get help that way, especially if you're just getting started working remotely. We have a lot of folks that are wondering what the heck to do with that. Uh, Just a quick reminder, you can head over to getkim.com. And then when you sign up for your community membership, uh, all you have to do is use the discount code Kim, my name. And once you do that, uh, you'll get 90 days free. And after the 90 days, if you want to keep going, it's $4.99 a month for the service. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Stay home and do your part to flatten the curve.